This Belarus story is out of control. Follow what happened, and you'll be like, what in the world are we about to see uh, here in Eastern Europe? First, maybe you got to open a map and realize where Belarus is, right? So Belarus borders Russia to the east. It's got Poland to the west, Ukraine to the south, Latvia and Lithuania to the north. Landlocked country. And there's a plane, Ryanair, that's the name of the airline, Ryanair, Greece. So I think it was heading to to Lithuania. Athens to Vilnius. What happens? Like miles away from the Lithuanian border... The Belarusian president, Lukashenko, scrambles some MiGs. Sorry, did you just say MiGs? Yeah, Russian fighter jets. There's a bomb threat. And they divert the plane to land in Belarus. So picture what's happening. They're getting radio communication that you have to land. And next thing you know, a pilot of this commercial jet sees a couple of MiGs flying at him, around him, near him. It's a MiG. The MiG could do loop-de-loops around whatever plane this is, whether it's a 737 or what have you. It's a MiG-29. So the plane lands in Minsk. When the plane lands, next thing you know, You've got a prominent critic of Lukashenko arrested. He's a journalist. And he gets arrested right there on the spot. I think, I think you pronounce it Roman Protosevic. I've seen his name spelled a couple different ways, so I might not have it perfect. Like, supposedly this guy, is he's flying to Lithuania, and all of a sudden feels, you know, the plane gets diverted and knows that it's changing, and he's like, oh, I'm doomed. So the question is, did Lukashenko, who is an ally of Vladimir Putin, did he force his plane down to arrest this guy and therefore make him disappear? This is going to be a story, kids. This is going to be a story. Because if we are going to have a conversation about journalists, and here we've got what what are going to be described as strongmen, stopping flights to arrest people, uh, it's going to make news. It's going to make big, big, giant news. Just so we understand. And if it doesn't, well, then, man, Putin and his, and his team are going to feel very, very comfortable about doing quite literally anything they want. That's exactly how I view this January 6th commission. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. This commission that, that people 
can can favor it is is stunning to me. That's why I wasn't surprised when I heard George Stephanopoulos from ABC say this. For something going forward in this January 6th commission, it's kind of hard to believe it's even controversial. Well, of course it's controversial. For what reason do you need a commission uh, for the riots on January 6th? No, what, what, what do you need a commission for? You went through an entire impeachment. You shared video after video after video after video. America saw it. You went through it. So what is it that you think you actually need? A commission exists in this case to do political damage, not to get answers, not to take a look at weaknesses, not to question how do we make things uh, uh, better for all of us, but rather, how can this be utilized as a weapon against a political party you disagree with? And the weaponizing is everything. Allow me to give you an example. This is Tiffany Cross, a host on MSNBC. I am outraged and exhausted and angry. That video is practically unwatchable. And I think about that man's family and his mother and what they must be going through. And I just wonder, um, this is clearly not a system that can be reformed. And I just, what can we do to stop this? Because it feels like uh, it's just time to, to, to burn it down. I think she's talking about the video where the man was shot in the head, the guy who was trying to run over cops. I forget which city that was. The reason you're not hearing about the story and the reason I don't have it all at the top of my, uh, of, on my fingertips, right, top of my head, is because once you realize this guy was running over cops and cops shot to protect other cops, you can't make the, the claim of, oh, he was shot in cold blood, another black man killed. No, there's a story involved. And the story involved is police were called. He tried to back up and run them over. Then he ran toward, drove the car towards cops to run them over. Then he turned, and that's when he was shot, when he was going after cops. But here's an MSNBC host saying she wants to burn it all down. It's time to burn it all down because somehow the, the, the justice doesn't work when you have somebody trying to run cops over. Burn it all down because uh, of this? This this is where you're at? Voting rights. They're attacking our lives and livelihoods. They're killing us if they're not over-criminalizing us and putting us in jail. As a longtime organizer, what is it that we do? Because I have to say, as a people, for my people, I am up for the most radical of things to make sure that we live. Man, that's a, that's a lot of violence. It's a lot of violence that, that Tiffany Cross of MSNBC is calling for right there. But I bring it up for purpose. Because if you're willing to talk this way, you're saying that the ends justify the means. If you're going to talk this way, you're saying that, look, we, we, the, the, the reality is if we don't, we die. So let's go do things. This is the way you're phrasing it. But since we know that more white people are killed by cops in, in interactions with police than black people, the argument does not hold. Rather, an argument would be what is happening in each specific case and was something done wrong? Not that you're being hunted. 
In the case of this commission, well, hunting is exactly the correct thing. It will be a hunting of Republicans. It will be a hunting of going after people for their political purposes. I know what you're going to say, Tony. The commission's supposed to have an equal number of Republicans and Democrats. And there are Republicans who voted for it. Uh, Indiana Congressman Trey Hollingsworth from the 9th District said he voted for it so Republicans will have a seat at the table. I don't think that's going to hold. Are you sure you can trust a commission that's controlled by Nancy Pelosi? Controlled by Chuck Schumer? When have they shown you that they're interested in facts? When? Hey, uh, we've got an issue, and we're taking a look at some of these issues with in, in the state of Georgia with elections. You see them pulling out ballots from underneath the table. Oh, you're just trying to. You're 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 a bigot. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm just they pulled ballots from under a table. No problem with the election. If you do, you're a conspiracy theorist. Didn't you tell me that the Russians uh, got Trump elected for three and a half years? Oh, yeah, Trump was an illegal president. But this was totally fine. Not a single problem in the world. Don't be silly. Can't we at least acknowledge that there were some issues and there's some things that are odd and, and make sure that we've got it right? What, do you, you want us to have some commission about the election? It's very weird. It's very strange stuff. We should want to know what happens with elections. And I have no problem with any of the things that are going on. I got to tell you, I've been asked repeatedly what's happening in Arizona, right, with this audit. And uh, here's the reality. I have no idea. I find it to be such a muddled mess. I don't even know what they're after at this time. I don't know what it is that they're looking for. It is, to me, a a just, uh, it's just a big mess. It is just a giant mess. I wish I had a good answer for you, but I do not. If you want to say to me, well, you've got some issues with the ballots here, and then you've got issues with the uh, kind of uh, equipment that's being used, and of course you have the Democratic Party that's trying to hide certain levels of database. Oh, I get all that. I am talking about at the end result, what is it that then makes people say, oh, okay. Right? What is it that you want to show? Because you started somewhere. That Democrats have hid things from you. Well, I think that is an important story. I just think that the Republican Party has done an extremely bad job of sharing what this is about. That's why I say it is muddled. It, it, they, they, the, the single talk line on this subject has been very, very difficult to find. A single talk line on a commission? Super easy to understand. It's about being on the attack, which makes statements like this from George Will so inappropriate. George Will would consider consider himself a true conservative and a true Republican. Oh, this Republican Party is not the same. He says as much. But you got to understand, George Will comes from a Republican Party that didn't mind losing as long as they looked good in a suit and got invited to the parties and still got paid to be on ABC. It was part of the deal, part of the game. And what they learned is that Republicans actually want to win. They're sick and tired of being treated like it's a game. They're sick and tired of being treated as if it doesn't matter. Well, you just have to be principled and you have to stand firm. You can't do what they do, you know. Why do you think people love Trump? He was fighting. There's something to learn from that. Why won't you learn it?
Guys like George Will won't learn it. I didn't say you have to like Trump. I didn't say you can't notice issues with Trump. I'm not saying Trump should be your candidate again. I'm saying, why can't you learn something? Learn something. Grow up already. Nope. Nope. Instead, we should push for a commission. Why? Because January 6th and the riot was just like 9-11. Well, it's controversial for one reason. We have something new in American history. That is a political party defined by the terror it feels for its own voters. That's the Republican Party right now. Every elected official is frightened of his voters, therefore doesn't respect his voters, doesn't like his voters, and is afraid that a vote for this will be seen as an insult to the 45th president. There's no reason. I mean, McConnell has a point. There are going to be lots of investigations. Journalists are going to go through this. There are 450 some criminal charges now being brought with 100 more probably to come. So there's going to be lots of information about this. I would like to see. January 6th is burned into the American mind as firmly as 9-11, because it was that scale of, of shock to the system. And I think there will be a commission, but it is controversial for that reason. It's controversial because it's meant as an attack vehicle, and there's no other purpose for it. But if you think January 6th is the same as September 11th, with all due respect, it's time to retire. It's time to retire. I see people attacked in the streets every day for political purposes. I see people told, say what we want you to say or else. You know, I was talking about last hour, these uh, two Jewish kids who were told to chant free Palestine and and, uh, they wouldn't do it. So they got attacked. And what I said is good. uh, You know, stand up was at the as at the end of the hour. And producer Ari was like, did you say it was good that they were attacked? Anybody who's listened to me for 30 seconds knows I would never say that. But it's good you didn't, you know, say what they want you to say because you were going to get hurt. Don't play any of those games. They're disgusting people who want to hurt you. January 6th is the same as September 11th? No, it's not. No, it is not. But you can argue you don't want to see riots at the Capitol. I can also argue I don't want to see riots in the streets. I don't want to see banks set on fire. I don't want to see taco shops destroyed. I don't want to see people's lives destroyed. I don't want to see people murdered. I don't want to see Seattle given to a Chaz Chop autonomous zone nonsense. All dedicated to destroying the republic. You need a commission on January 6th? It's insane. You will have trials. You know what you're going to find at these trials? There are these weird videos of cops welcoming uh, in protesters saying, hey, you could be here. Hey, let's not have any violence. Hey, it's okay. Everyone's like, yeah, cool. There are videos everywhere. That's good. Is that going to show up in the commission? Or will the commission solely be about finding Trump did this and Trump did that and this one supports Trump and that one supports Trump? When Democrats challenge electoral votes, it's fine. When Republicans do it, it is the end of civilization as we know it. Guys. Guys. Anybody who supports commissions out of their head. And what George Will is doing here is the reason Donald Trump got elected. You can be opposed to the riots just like I am. You can believe they should have been put down just like I do. You can say clearly to people that if you think Mike Pence is a traitor, sorry, that's insane. He's not a traitor. 
But I could still say there are problems with the election. I can still say Pennsylvania should never have been certified because the judicial usurped the legislative. It's so easy to do. It's just being honest. A commission? A commission is an attack vehicle against Republicans. So, of course, George Will is for it. It'll guarantee he gets a nice invitation to the Christmas party next year. Oh, does he love that Christmas party? Mmm, they spiked the eggnog. Super sweet. I'm Tony Katz. The Iranians say the decision to raise uh, to lift some of the sanctions has already been made. Is that true? We're we've been now we're, we're about to have our I think fifth round of, uh, of discussions uh, in Vienna with the Iranians. And what these discussions uh, and talks, indirect as you know, have done is they've clarified what each side needs to do in order to come back into compliance. So uh, we know uh, what sanctions would need to be lifted if they're inconsistent with the nuclear agreement. That is Secretary of State Antony Blinken. And yes. Sanctions lifted against Iran while they fund Hamas to kill Israelis. That's Biden's foreign policy. And boy, could we not be luckier, huh? It's madness. Really and truly is. That you, you would remove sanctions because you're so desperate to still believe that this Iran nuclear deal has value. If I was president, there I could not end it fast enough. And if anybody told me I was wrong uh, on TV, I'd walk into their television studio and laugh at them in the face. You don't provide Iranians with an opportunity to grow and build. You don't provide them with cash. You don't provide them with money. You don't provide them with fuel for their uh, genocidal fire. You get rid of the mullers, the hardliners, and the clerics. You allow the Persian people to be free. You rename the country Persia like it's supposed to be. And then we all go back to having a good time and doing some trade. You can't work with these people. I'll say it again. Ahmadinejad is trying to become president again. You want to talk about a radical who has a God complex? Good Lord. Make Rouhani look like a babe in the woods. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com. Get the podcast. Support the show. This is Tony Katz today. So producer Ari is right, and LeBron James is in total control of the NBA, and he can do no wrong, and everyone's scared of him. I'm just glad you. I heard you say the words Ari was right. Ari's right. Producer Ari is absolutely correct. The NBA is a bunch of cowards who won't speak up against the guy, even when he breaks NBA protocols on COVID. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page and go to TonyKatz.com. Get the podcast and support the show. So LeBron has a tequila because he wants to be just like Mike. Michael Jordan, of course, has Sincoro tequila, which I have reviewed over at Eat, Drink, Smoke. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. You get the podcast. I have reviewed the tequila. It's, it's not bad. Tequila is actually the fastest growing spirit in America. Was It was last month. We'll see about this month. It's huge. 
what's going on with tequila. Now, the sales are nowhere near, let's say, where bourbon sales are, but I'm talking about just in, 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 in sheer growth. Well, he attended a party for the brand that he's a part of, violating the NBA's health and safety protocols. And of course, if your name isn't LeBron James, you're gone. They throw you right out. You got to go sit. You can't play an X number of games. You got to go through the protocols. Oh, you're LeBron James. Oh, no problem. COVID would never come after you. You're too important. And that's what Charles Barkley said. If it was a nobody, they would put him in health and safety protocols. Ain't no blanking way LeBron James is going to be sit out because of health and safety protocols. When I read that, I just started laughing. LeBron James is playing Sunday, guaranteed. LeBron James would be all over people for violating protocols and risking the health of the game and the league. Oh, and that's so important, don't you know? Can we just call him a fraud? But the truth is, he's not a, a, a fraud. He is bought into it. He's an elitist. If you can break protocols and nothing happens to you, you are privileged. LeBron James is privileged. And what he has bought into is the belief of his importance. He's been important ever since he's been in high school. He's been important because he has incredible court vision. Because he can play like few others have ever played the game of basketball. And it has given him riches beyond his wildest dreams and allowed him to engage in a series of opportunities, especially business opportunities. And he has a really, really interesting business partner, like like a guy I'd like to sit down and talk to. I, I doubt after this I'm going to get the chance, but I would like to sit down and talk to him. And he's made great dollars. And, oh, look, he's, he's, he's given to a school and created a school. That's wonderful, and that's terrific. But when it came time to speak up in favor of freedom of speech in Hong Kongers, you didn't do it. When it came time not to destroy Drew Brees, but rather say, hey, I disagree with you, man, and here's why. But I appreciate who you are and the millions that you've given to help people in Louisiana fight COVID and deal with uh, hurricane issues. No, 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 none of that. Just an excoriation because Drew Brees, former quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, thinks that it's wrong to kneel during the national anthem. By the way, so do I. Doesn't make me a racist or a bigot. I think it's just wrong. Nah, LeBron James has no quarter for that. Doesn't follow protocols? Nah, whatever. I'm me. I'm the league. League can't survive without me. The first rule is always remember you're replaceable. You are replaceable. Of course you are. This is the NBA. LeBron may be LeBron, but there has to come a moment where the NBA recognizes it comes first. And the answer is it hasn't happened yet. Has not happened yet. Look, they're, they're, they're telling you, they're showing you. The NBA is just going to just shut its mouth and let LeBron do anything. LeBron's biggest failure is that he does not have the strength that other uh, leaders have. He's fair weather and he's weak. He doesn't know how to be strong. He doesn't know how to stand up. When he said, and this was made most evident when he talked about Donald Trump, he said, I I, I wouldn't sit down with Donald Trump. I'd sit down with Barack, though. That's easy. 
<laughs> it's easy if you sit down with Barack. You got to sit down with the guy you don't like. Let, let, let's say it this way. I would sit down with LeBron James and discuss this out nose to nose. Not a, I'm not scared. I'm, I got right on my side. I'm not worried at all. What in the world? See, sitting down with me, that's, that's the important stuff. I would sit down with Barack Obama. I think Barack Obama's wrong about near everything. Constitutional scholar, I would laugh at the table I was sitting with him with having a beer. I would laugh out loud at that concept. We talk constitution together. Of course, I'd sit down. Now, I got to admit, it took a little bit of growth on my part to get to this place. Because there were times in my life and I said it on air. Oh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have them on air. And agreed, there are some people I wouldn't have on air. I don't think I'm interviewing Louis Farrakhan. Maybe that would be an amazing interview. Ari, I have a chance to interview Louis Farrakhan. Do I take it? Uh, I would have some stipulations. What? He's, he's, he's going gonna, he's gonna to talk about how the Jews do this or the Jews do that. And he'll give me an opportunity to say, damn, you're dumb. Yeah, I just, I'm not sure how productive that would be. I see that. That's just it. I mean, think of it. If I'm calling somebody dumb, right, that ends conversation. That's why I don't use the words. I don't, I try to avoid dumb and stupid in, uh, on radio because it, it ends conversation. It really does. Just, just boom, gone. It's over. Right? You can't get anything done. So I could see why there are some people you're not going to interview. You don't waste your time. There's nothing productive that can come from it. If I had the chance to interview Hillary, should I do it? Uh, see, uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be better than Farrakhan. <laughs> well, as, as long as that's the benchmark. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's very funny. Why'd you interview Hillary? Better than Louie. That's great. That's a dream. You got to sit down with the people you disagree with. That's what you got to do. Now, I don't even know if I, 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 I think you're right. I don't think I sit down with a, with a, with a bigot like, like Louis Farrakhan. You hate white people. You hate women. You hate Jews. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I don't need to be near you. Maybe that, maybe that is unnecessary. But it's, again, the lack of strength. The president of the United... If Joe Biden said, hey, Tony, you want to do an interview? Boom, I'm there. I'll fly to D.C. right now. I will fly to D.C. and, I, and I'll be like, okay, let's, let, let, let's talk. Of course I would do that interview. Anyway, that's, that's LeBron. LeBron has just got a, 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 just a weak streak. And this whole thing with, with him violating the rules and nothing happening is just, it's just a signal to, to the, the, the rest of the league that he's in charge. You know, we've often said, what if you disagree with him about social justice stuff? Are you allowed to say so? Well, the NBA just answered you, and the answer is, oh, hell no. Not at all. I'm Tony Katz. Three hundred officers, a week-long manhunt, but a suspect captured. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today it's good to be with you. This was South Carolina. 
massive operation, and a man by the name of Tyler Terry was taken into custody after the search, evading police since running from a car wreck last Monday. Officers, dogs, helicopters, drones, all involved in uh, the, the, the search. Happy to see uh, that, that they uh, got their guy. Absolutely good to hear. And not good to hear? That's the flat-out anti-Israel bigotry that's going around. And, oh, is it going around. I mean, I was, I was on Fox News over the weekend talk, talking about this, digging into this discussing the fact that the, the, these people, um, the, the, this anti-Israel hate, the issue here is, is not uh, social media. The issue here is, is far, uh, far greater than that. That is the great question. And the answer is fear. If you speak out about this, you're going to have to say the following words. The issue here is not Israelis and Palestinians. The issue here is Hamas as a terrorist organization that wants all Jews dead. When they chant from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That's a call to genocide. And people have been echoing that. You know, you, you played some of the people speaking on Fox earlier today. Well, it's not the fault of Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Facebook. It's the fault of Tlaib and Omar and Ocasio-Cortez and Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis and others who pushed this kind of evil rhetoric. Representative Tlaib stood in front of the State Department and said that Israel is not only an apartheid state, which is a lie, just take a look at the other nations o- around it. Uh, he also said that they're implementing Jim Crow laws and Representative Andre Carson of Indianapolis, the heartland, said yes, that's absolutely true and praised his sister Rashida. This is the despicableness that's happening from our elected officials and i gotta say to deborah messing good on you because what you put forth was actual facts and data we get that we disagree politically on a whole host of things but this was an incredibly uh, well done piece that she put out in the in this twitter uh, thread that she had and good on her why we don't see more fear for being called the wrong thing oh you you don't understand it's not a jewish hatred it's anti-zionism anti-zionism is anti-semitism and you got to be a fool not to recognize it now i've dug into the anti-Zionism, anti-Semitism thing earlier. I don't need to re- repeat myself. But what Deborah Messing put out was this this Twitter thread saying, hey, uh, do you not understand what's happening in Israel? This is not about... Hamas is a terrorist organization. What made it interesting was that at first it was a celebrity discussing this, right? And and it's... it's Deborah Messing, she's, she's a virulent leftist. A virulent leftist. But she got this right. I was thrilled to see it. When when people do the right thing, I, I will I will say so. I will stand up and cheer it. But if you say to me that the that the increase in um, the the anti semitism is because of social media, no 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 no. Uh, the increase is because of elected officials like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Andre Carson and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and the silence of people like Chuck Schumer. It is not enough to say we oppose hate. No. You have to look at your fellow Democrats and say, stop talking, you bigot. 
And when the squad now comes out condemning anti-Semitic violence, New Yorkers getting beat up because they're Jewish. Uh, by the way, that's how you prove, uh, as, as I said, that it's not uh, anti-Zionism, it's, it's anti-Semitism. That's, that's how you prove it. Because you don't see people going around attacking Israelis, they're going around attacking Jews. Yeah, it was, that was easy. Uh, hey, that, that's just a quick one there. All right, it's a gimme. I just give it to you. Right there. Just take that. What we're watching across America is, 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 is as I've said, uh, utterly horrific. Utterly horrific. But you, you, you should be, realize that there is radical silence on this issue. I know that some people on Instagram have taken to putting up blue squares, right? For Black Lives Matter, they put up black squares. And for, for, for anti-Semitism, they're putting up blue squares. And I think that's, that's nice and all. But what you really need to do is throw Ilhan Omar out of office. She's a bad person. Ilhan Omar is a bigot. Rashida Tlaib's a bigot. What is, what is this difficult? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not good, nor kind, nor moral, nor decent. She's a bigot. Now, for producer Ari, see if you could uh, search this audio up. It's, it's in my folder there. Um, she talks about being morally right with Anderson Cooper. And this line needs to be understood to understand, first of all, how childlike she is, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, and how the whole squad is in their view. Although I must say, for Tlaib and Omar, it's just sheer bigotry. For, for Ocasio-Cortez, it's, it's childishness. And, and I do see it as, as different. But understand that, that her entire uh, worldview comes from a belief that she alone is moral. Let me know if you find that, Ari. All right, give it a go. She's been accused of being dishonest about the true cost of her proposals and the tax burden they would impose on the middle class. She's also been criticized for making factual mistakes. One of the criticisms of you is that your math is fuzzy. The Washington Post recently awarded you four Pinocchios oh my goodness. for uh, misstating some statistics about Pentagon spending. If people want to really blow up one figure here or one word there, I would argue that they're missing the forest for the trees. I think that there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically correct than about being morally right. But for Representative Ocasio-Cortez, she is neither. But in that line that she gave there to Anderson Cooper, it is so explaining what it is that she's all about. Remember, she opposes the arms sale from the U.S. to, to, to Israel. Because she goes along this despicable line of thinking that Bernie Sanders went along. Oh, we're not getting back into the Bernie Sanders thing. You're going to have to listen to the podcast to hear me talk about the despicable nature of Bernie Sanders. This is disgusting. Lying to himself. This is what happens when you give up uh, your, your humanity for your ideology. Full, uh, oh, oh, Gross. She believes that she's morally right. What does it matter what the rest is? What is so moral about Representative Ocasio-Cortez? Look who she hangs out with. Look at the Jew haters she hangs out with. You think I'm talking about Tlaib and, and, and Omar? What about Jeremy Corbyn in the UK? Look at the bigots that she sides with. Look at the sides that she takes New Yorkers, she represents the New York 13 being attacked in the streets. Synagogues where human feces is left at the doorstep.
in Florida. This is she's taking the side of the abusers and the pooflingers. And she's morally right? That That's the conversation. Don't blame social media. Blame these people, these gross elected officials who have no business being in office. (laughs) Man, we got a lot of work to do come Election Day. This is Tony Katz today.